Chapter Fifteen of the Daredevil by Maria Thompson Davies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Like Many Waters. Chapter Fifteen. Behold, I am a spy. As I sat and held in my hand those papers in which were two long messages, the one written in a very poor English and the other in a very elegant French. The woman, Roberta, Marquise of Grey and B, trembled with fear of a discovery of her woman's estate, while that daredevil, Robert Carruthers, raged within, and also turned with a deadly hatred and distrust of the greatest gentleman that Le Bon Dieu had ever given him to know. It was as I say, and for this reason. In the letters were the announcements of the arrival of the lieutenant, Count Edouard de Bourdon, on that tuesday which the madame whitworth had mentioned they were written with great ceremony to my uncle the general robert carruthers as secretary of the state of harpeth to give to him that information to be conveyed to his excellency the governor faulkner in due form though he already had that information they make into a fool my revered uncle the general robert carruthers who would keep his state and the governor of that state from dishonor I exclaimed to myself in my rage. And this woman thinks to play with the life of French soldiers, as she has with that same Gouverneur Faulkner, does she? No, there is Roberta, Marquise of Grand B, who is a soldier of her Republique by appointment from the great Capitan, the Count de Lascelles, to both watch and further the interests of France, whom she must meet in combat first and as i said these words to myself i made a rapid writing of both papers and with them asked admittance to the room of that false gouverneur faulkner who had just dismissed the good men who had come to thank him for his mercy shown to that poor creature thames walk right in sir said old cato to me as he gave me a low bow of very great courtesy then he looked with eyes of great keenness into my stormy face make a cross on the floor with that hoodoo in your shoe little mass if you get in danger o need of luck he whispered to me coming very close and as he directed i so performed at the very entrance of the audience chamber of the great governor of the state of harpeth then with a fine relief on his face good cato flung open the door and announced me with great ceremony in that room i found my uncle the general robert and the governor faulkner in deep consultation and they both turned towards me with anxiety in their faces what did you make of the letters boy asked my uncle the general robert with keen anxiety the great governor was silent and for the first time since i had looked into his face my eyes did not glance in his direction they both announced the arrival on Tuesday of the lieutenant, the Count de Bourdon, to sign the contracts concerning the mules to be sold by the state of Harpeth to the Republique of France, sir. I answered in a cold and formal voice, and then stood at an attention for any more questions. The devil they do, exclaimed my uncle, the General Robert, while still the Governor Faulkner was silent. Do they give no excuse for being nearly ten days ahead of time, sir? no honored uncle i answered madame whitworth said to me that the governor faulkner had set that date for the arrival of the commission and had so informed her and i think that to be the reason for absence of such excuses and as i made that answer 
which was one of great impertinence from a secretary to a chief who was a great governor i looked with cold calmness into the dark star eyes under their black lashes which were darting lightnings of anger at my words god exclaimed my uncle the general robert carruthers as he turned white with a trembling as he faced the lightning in those eyes of the stars but it was not to his secretary of state that the great gouverneur faulkner made his denial but to his humble secretary robert carruthers who looked without fear into the very depths of those lightnings this is the first time i have heard of a change of date for the arrival of the commission robert he said in a calm voice as for a second his eyes held mine a second which was sufficient for a truth to pass from his heart and still the storm in mine i did not understand all that his eyes said of a great hurt but i knew that what he spoke was true and would always be and what were you doing gossiping with that lying hussy sir demanded my uncle the general robert with instant belief in the word of that gouverneur faulkner turning his anger upon me who stood and took it with such a joy in my heart from the truth that had come into it from those eyes of the night stars that i did not even feel its violence vive la france and the state of harpeth behold i am a spy i answered him as i drew myself to my greatest height and gave the salute which his old soldiers give to him at that raising of the banner of the cause that he had lost in his youth i'm a great mind to break every bone in your body as i have said before he said to me but i could see a smile of pride making a lightning of the gloom in his countenance over the trouble of his affairs of state you keep away from robert was the interruption made by my great beloved gouverneur faulkner upon you will fall the task of making the plans for the entertainment of this countryman of yours the general and i will be too busy getting ready to meet them on their own grounds to give any time to that remember they will have to be shown the best grazing land in the valley in motor cars when they are done sizing us up we'll be ready for them the count and his secretaries will of course be entertained at the mansion and you can make arrangements at the hotel for the rest of the suite also will you please instruct my servants from cato down how to make them comfortable and robert will you confer with mrs whitworth who as the wife of the treasurer of the state of harpeth while neither the general nor i have wives must be considered as the official social representative of the state as to what form the official entertainments must take and as he asked that question of me my gouverneur faulkner did not so much as glance at my uncle the general robert who gave an exclamation of contempt in his throat as he began a reading of the two papers which i had handed to him also i suppose this means i must give up all hope of services from that fly up the creek clendenning he grumbled as he read i will do as you bid me my gouverneur faulkner in all things and i will be much helped by both my excellent buzz and the beautiful madame whitworth i made answer to the question and command given to me by the gouverneur faulkner and as i mentioned the name of that lady i lowered my eyes to the floor and waited for my dismissal i did not want to look into his eyes for i did not know even then if i might not find that madame whitworth there i only knew that whatever she did or was to him his honor was inviolable well get to it all commanded my uncle the general robert get vouchers for what you spend and pay with state department checks don't blow a fortune you young spendthrift you 
but also remember that the state of Harpeth is one of the richest in America, and knows how to show France real hospitality. That state of Harpeth has shown that hospitality to one humble youth of France, my Uncle Robert, who has great gratitude. I made answer to him as I laid my cheek upon the sleeve of his coat, which was of a cut in the best style for gentlemen of his age, but always of that confederate gray, likewise affected by good Cato. Try as hard as Robert Carruthers will, he cannot force that Roberta Marquise of Gray and B, at all times to refrain from a caress to the uncle whom she so greatly loves. Clear out, sir, depart, was the response I got to that caress, but always that wicked Roberta Marquise of Gray and B finds in the face of her relative something that assures her that she can so venture at a later time and as i turned away from that coldness on the part of my august relative i found a glow of warmth for my reviving in the eyes of my beautiful gouverneur faulkner who held out his hand to me as i started to the door for that departure commanded me blood brothers never doubt each other robert he said to me as with one hand he grasped my right hand and laid the other on mine above my bandage over the wound thames had given to me which was now almost entirely healed with the quickness of lightning i laid my cheek against the sleeve of his coat in exactly the caress i had given to my uncle the general robert and then did depart with an equal rapidity can you beat him bill i heard my uncle the general robert demand as i closed the door impossible was the answer i thought was returned and from that audience chamber i went quickly and alone in my good cherry to twin oaks was admitted by bonbon whom i instructed not in any way to allow that i be interrupted ascended to my own apartment and seated myself in a large chair before the glowing ashes of a small fire of fragrant chipped twigs which kind madame kizzy had lighted against what she called a may chill during my toilet of the morning above me from the mantel-shelf that grandmamma carruthers looked down with her great and noble smile while the flames in her eyes seemed to answer that in my soul as i communed with myself what is it that you will now do roberta marquise of grandby i asked of myself with a slight shaking of my knees in their cheviot trousers it is hardly possible that you will escape from revealing your woman's estate to this frenchman of your own class here all mistakes of a man's estate are forgiven you and laid to the fact of your being an alien but that lieutenant count de bourdon will ask questions of you and perhaps has a knowledge of your relatives and friends indeed must have also already that wicked madame whitworth entertains suspicions of you what is it that you will do and after i had asked myself for a second time that question i sat and looked into the eyes of that grandmamma carruthers for many long moments and had an argument with myself then I answered to her as I rose to my feet, so that my eyes came more nearly on a level with hers. No, Madame Ancestress, born of her whom not an Indian or a fierce bear could frighten away from her duty of protection to those of her affections, I will not flee. I will stay here by the side of my uncle, the General Robert, and my great chief, that Governor Faulkner, to fight for their honor, and to protect France from robbery then if i be discovered and can do no more for them i will go from their presence quickly in the night and be lost in the trenches of france before i am detained 
and if it be that i am not discovered before all is made well concerning those mules for transportation of food to the soldiers of france then i will still go away to the battlefields of france before it is discovered by all who have given affection to robert carruthers that he is a lie i will leave love for me and for france in all of these kind hearts which will comfort me when i fight for the republique or live for her during long years i grieve exceedingly but i go and after that long conference with myself i called upon the telephone my buzz and asked of him that he meet me at the club of old hickory of which after the required time of waiting i was soon to be an enrolled member and when i told to my mr bumblebee the fact that in the space of barely three days the great gentleman of france would be in hayesville for the purpose of a visit and the signing of the contracts concerning our much-discussed friend the mule he gave me a very long and loud whistle and placed his elbows upon the smoking-table between us well this does call for hustle he said as he knocked from his cigarette the ashes what are your plans leglon i do not know what it is best to plan my buzz i answered in perplexity of course there must be the official reception by his excellency the governor faulkner upon the evening of their arrival but more i cannot think also i am commanded by his excellency to consult the beautiful madame whitworth as the only official wife of the state on account of the title of treasurer of her husband oh mrs pat will be satisfied to shine at the elbow of governor bill at the reception and we can trust her to arrange little odd cosy hours for herself and any of the bunch who pleases her it's the man end of it we want to handle yes it is that man end you speak of i wish you to perform for me my buzz i assented eagerly i'll tell you what let's do exclaimed that buzz with a very great light of enthusiasm coming into his countenance let's don't try to imitate london paris or new york in blowing em off let's give them a taste of the genuine rural thing let's take the bunch down to the bryce stock farm glencoe give em a barbecue done by old cato and let em see the horses run gee they have got a string of youngsters there it will take two and a half days for it's fifty miles down over a mighty poor road but it's worth it when you get there the bryce farm is the heart of the harpeth valley we took that english lordkin who came to visit governor bill last year down to see old bryce and it took us ten days to get him to break away that we will do my fine mr bumblebee i answered with gratitude sure it's the thing said my buzz with conviction we pass right through the grazing land of the state and we can show them the mule in the making the right kind of mule we'd have to do that anyway for that is what they are here for i feel a certainty that if i should continue to be an american man for all the days i may live to that threescore and ten age i would never be able to gain in any way even a small portion of what my fine mr buzz clendenning calls hustle i went at his side for the three days which intervened between the news of the arrival of that lieutenant count de Burdon and that actual arrival in what seemed to me to be the pace of a very fleet horse or even as the flight of a bird and as fast as we went from the arrangement of one detail of entertainment to another the beautiful madame whitworth went with us with her eyes of flower blue very bright with a great excitement i was glad that in all matters it was necessary that my fine buzz also consult with her 
and thus i was not exposed to any of her wickedness alone and in my own heart was also a great excitement for it seemed to me that i was fighting a great battle for france all alone all day i could see that that mr jefferson whitworth and the other men of wealth who with him were seeking to be robbers to my country were first in consultation with themselves and then with my uncle the general robert and also the governor faulkner would their powerful wickedness prevail and be able to force a signing of that paper on the governor was that in their power i asked of myself and in my ignorance i did not know an answer and had no person to demand one from there was no ease of heart to me then the days went by and i was so at work with my buzz that i had no time for words from my governor faulkner or a glance from those eyes of the dawn star i could only murmur to myself vive la france and harpeth america End of chapter 15